I just wish that for all of you, whether it's a romantic relationship, friendships, where you don't feel like you need to change your voice, change your message, change your truth when you're with other people, that you can really stand firm, almost like a fucking oak tree and your roots are so deep and you can just allow the sound to resonate through your branches, up out the top, you know, through the leaves and down your legs, all the things and just feel like you all the time. You're listening to the Almost 30 Podcast, hosted by Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsek. Almost 30 started as a conversation about the transition from our 20s to our 30s. But then we realized life is full of transitions. So we expanded our mission. We are an intuition-led, wellness-focused lifestyle podcast that promises to deliver authentic conversations, diverse points of view, and insights rooted in optimism, growth, and intention. The Almost 30 Nation community is a group of purposeful dreamers who are smart, passionate, and always seeking the full potential in every aspect of their lives. At Almost 30, we're making magic together. We dream it, and then we do it. Thanks so much for tuning into the Almost 30 Podcast. Here we go. Hello, guys. Welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back. It's Lindsay and Krista. And this is Almost 30, a podcast we started when we were transitioning from our 20s to our 30s. And if you're going through it, you know. It's quite a time, so many things happening, lots of changes, decisions, and just maybe feeling a little alone, but you're not. We found out there are people everywhere feeling um, that pressure and maybe that call to go a little bit deeper. And so we have conversations every week to hopefully support you, inspire you, make you laugh. We give you a community to lean on. It's been the best. Yeah. And if this is your first time, welcome. I'm Krista. I came from the corporate world. I was in the corporate world, Cube Life, for like eight years. You know, we started the podcast as a side hustle, both Lindsay and I, when we met here in LA and Bright Lights, Big City <laughs> made, <laughs> made us finally, we were able to leave our jobs, my job in the corporate world, and yours at Soul Cycle to do this baby full time. Yeah. And I'm Lindsay Simsick. And um, yeah, I've always kind of had an odd job, to be honest with you. I've never had a normal corporate setting job. I've worked in the bar business and at SoulCycle and in various other realms. But it's really funny. Podcasting kind of tapped us on the shoulder, came out of nowhere. And it's been the wildest ride of my life and been so much fun to really surrender to something like this. I think you can plan your life to the very last detail, but it's usually those things that um, are so unexpected that tend to just help you to grow more than you ever thought you could. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I was working in the corporate world, I was always like a side hustler. I owned a travel company. I was blogging. And even when I was blogging, I really loved it. And that was probably five years ago, six years ago. And But I knew there was something missing for me. I didn't love taking pictures. I didn't love dressing up for the camera. I didn't love being in front of the camera so much. I didn't like the feeling that it felt so self-focused, even even though 
I think it's so beautiful when I read people's personal posts and when I'm able to connect with certain bloggers in that way. That wasn't the way that I am best. I'm at best at listening, asking questions, being curious. So it didn't feel like the fullest expression of what I wanted to do. And I remember when I was in New York City, I was commuting an hour to work every day. So I was on the subway every day and my obsession with growth and transformation, I was like, what could I do that would help me to learn and grow as much as I can and feel like I'm multitasking? And my friend, Adam Kossoff, who you know, mm-hmm. introduced me to podcasts and he was like, you have to listen to these things. They're podcasts. It's You can learn and, and do all this stuff when you're commuting. And I was like, okay, cool. So he first showed me Tim Ferriss. Then he showed me Rich Roll. And at that point I was hooked and it's been, you know, seven years since of listening to them all the time and just really expanding and growing to things that are outside of personal growth that are on topics that I don't know anything about. And I never knew that I would be in the space. I never knew that I'd be doing this, but it's been my favorite. You know, I just love so much about podcasting. I love that it's about what you have to say, not what you look like, not what you have. It's very low barrier to entry. I think it's really incredible that you don't need a lot of money to do a podcast. You could Mm -hmm. record it on your phone technically. And it's all about getting voices that wouldn't normally be heard, heard. So it's just been such a beautiful thing for me. And I just really want to thank everyone that's been listening and been a part of our growth and our journey through the really messy times of us on our closet floors, us really trying to figure it out, being in these random office spaces, trying to record us calling people that we were like acting like we're our guests. It was like, it's been wild and you guys have really been a part of it. And um, I just want to show gratitude to you guys for that. And then just to podcasting as an amazing medium overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and to think back to those times, it's really, it's funny because yeah, it sounds rough, like reflecting back on it. But when we were in it, I don't know if like our commentary would be like, this is rough. Like it it was a little wild at times, but like, I think when something inspires you and our friend Susie Batiste talks about this, where that idea just literally sends electricity through your body and like, you cannot help but follow it. You don't, you don't find the discomfort in the process, meaning when it does get messy, when things don't work out, it, it, you move very quickly onto the next yeah. thing. You find the solution very quickly when you are so committed and passionate about what you're doing. And that's how I knew that this was right. Cause I I've tried so many things in my life and continue to try things, but I always know that if I am not motivated to push through and continue and be creative and find solutions and find other avenues that it's probably not for me. That's just my personality type. So, you know, looking back, you know, those times were, I mean, yeah, closet floor recordings. We were in studios where they would lock us out. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) we would try. So like, this is the whole thing and, you know, we'll get into it, but this is why we created Podcast Pro was because Lindsay and I spent a year like messing up audio Um, sounding like idiots, messing Mm -hmm. up sound, messing up uh, promotion, like missing opportunities, like just finding our way in this. And it was so funny because I was talking to a friend the other day who recently launched a podcast and I was looking at what they had created in, you know, two months. And I was like, that was us two years in. Truly. (laughs) How much this space has evolved and changed is insane. And like, 
it, it just, it's so amazing. The, the influx of information that we have about creating a business, about how you should present yourself to the world about things and how much it's especially expanded in the podcasting space. So people have so much available to them to really have such a baked product, much more so than we had. Ours was like figuring it out along the way, you know, ridiculousness for parts of it. It's obviously evolved and grown as we've committed ourselves to doing, you know, this many episodes for three and a half years. But it's like Podcast Pro is created so people don't have to have those painful times of like recording for an hour and then the audio wasn't there or, you know, launching and not having any idea of how to get listeners, of um, how to make yourself feel really good in your voice, how to drown out criticism and feedback from people that is going to sway you or deter you from your path, your mission, your voice. There's so much that we've learned and it's not even like we've learned, like we're telling you from the top of the mountain, but it's like, I know one thing that like podcasting is my love. Podcasting is a passion. It's very aligned to me. And so whatever it is that I've learned along the way, I'm happy to share. And that's just on, on period. But I am really excited to see too, like as we step into 2020, like when we were talking about Stuart Pierce, the voice of change, when we had an event with Stuart Pierce, who is a voice coach to people like Princess Diana, Marianne Williamson, he was talking about the voice of change and how your voice, if you want to make change in the world, needs to have a deep resonance, a deep um, impact. It needs to be soul led. And that's you know a lot of what you're going to talk about on the podcast today. But the people that are going to have an opportunity, and I'm hopeful to have an opportunity through Podcast Pro and through um, just the growth of podcasting, will be people that are in the minority will be diverse people, will be diverse voices, diverse stories and diverse opinions. And I'm really looking forward to that, to being a part of a movement where we are allowing the important things, which is our voice, which is our our message, our mission to be seen and to be heard through this like platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been so powerful and especially just watching, you know, fellow pat- podcasters as well. Like you said, like so many of them are, you know, very well ahead of where we were, but I will, and are, <laughs> and are. <laughs> I will, I will say though, you know, I'm sure they're dealing with their own things along their journey. And, you know, that's the thing about podcast pro, you know, I love that we are able to share, you know, what has worked and not worked for us so that you hopefully don't make the same mistakes and really accelerate your progress. And, you know, this process, this journey is yours. And what's cool about podcasting and really any creative venture is that that journey really inspires the content, really inspires how it takes shape. So I guess I would just say as an aside, like if you are coming up against some challenges that maybe we don't touch on, I think we touch on most of them, but um, in the, in Podcast Pro, but you know, if you are, just know that it's a part of your story as a podcaster, as a human being on planet earth, you know? So it, it, I I think in any creative process, when things come up, it might be tempting to drop it and let it go and move on to something else. But I do think, especially when you're creating something that no one's ever heard before, you have to take those moments as opportunities for growth, opportunities to inspire you, your content, your community. So, you know, we're here for you along the way. We continue to have those moments where we're like, whoa, where did that come from? And why is this happening? But, you know, we've been able to hold each other other and our team accountable in those moments and be as present as possible to understand that 
time is a construct and like, you know, it's all happening as it should. So we're really excited to support you this year and beyond as you launch, grow, and monetize your own podcast. And today's episode, you know, I, I've had a journey with my voice. Um, I apologize because I have a cold right now, so not the best example. However, um, it's been one of the most beautiful and interesting paths that I've been able to navigate as it relates to my voice, because as Stuart, you know, describes your voice is an expression of your soul. And when I've lost my voice, quite literally, I would lose my voice for weeks on end, unable to record. Um, It was such a reflection of what was going on in my inner world. And yes, of course, there was some you know, things like drinking or not sleeping that affected it as well. But truly at the end of the day, it was a reflection period that helped me to grow in ways that I could have never imagined. And so in this episode, I talk about um, various mentors who have come into my life that have really helped me to connect with my voice, which really is just connecting more deeply to who I am. So Stuart obviously is one of them. Another one of them is my vocal coach, Nick Cooper. And for me, from me to you as maybe a future podcaster, or maybe you are speaking on a regular basis, whether it's at meetings at work, or maybe you have to have a, a really profound conversation with someone you love, or maybe, you know, whatever arena you are in, your voice is powerful. It is a vibration. It is a resonance that carries not only a message, but carries, it's like an imprint of you. So I don't know if you've ever like heard someone speak and been like, ooh. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And it's not because their voice is up here. It's yeah. more because you know yep. that their voice does not match their soul. Um, so really talking about that gap um, between the voice and the soul and how we can bring that closer together. I also give you really um, tangible takeaways. So for exercises and just best practices to keep your voice in tip top shape. And yeah, I'm just really excited to share this journey and these tips so that you can just get to know your voice better and get to know yourself better. Yeah. And this is, you know, just a little bit of insight into what we're doing with Podcast Pro. So Lindsay and I created Podcast Pro last year to just help people. You know, our friends were asking, our community was asking, and we wanted to support mostly the women of our community in getting their voices heard and getting their uh, stories heard. So we created Podcast Pro then as a live course. And we took took all the learning, all of that data information, all of the people that launched their podcast after that course. And you used it to formulate a new digital offering so that more people could attend, more people could get access. And that's what's going to be launching excitingly on January 19th. We have a free live training of how to get your first thousand listens and turn it into a million. And this is something that we've done. We did it in our first year maybe, I'm not sure, but it's just really important for um, the beginning process to not focus on numbers, but we're really going to share exactly what we did and what we've learned along the way, being in the space and being around other amazing people of the community. So that is a free live training. Anyone who has a podcast or doesn't, we invite you to come 5 p.m. Pacific on the 19th. More information on our website on yourpodcastpro.com. That's why you are podcast 
pro.com. And then we're going to be launching the course. So for two weeks, the course is going to be available to everyone that joins for $12.97. And then with that, we're going to have a goodie bag for the first hundred people that sign up. And that will allow you different ways that we're going to support you through the process. We have a Facebook community of other podcasters who can support one another, ask questions. And we also will have live training calls so you can get all the questions you need answered. We really want to hold your hands through this. We want to be a part of your process. We want to support you. So yourpodcastpro.com is something we are so honored to be a part of and excited about. The date is January 19th for the free live training. And then the course will launch shortly after and be available at that price for two weeks. Cannot wait to hear from you. If you have any questions, again, um, you can join our secret Facebook group. You can DM us, but we will see you at the free live training. Enjoy this episode. Share it with your friends if you think it will help them, resonate with them. And as always, just thank you for your support. We would not be here without you. Yeah, we love you so much. Enjoy. Hello, my friends. It's Linz. I'm so glad you're here. I get really excited to do these solo episodes. I also get real nervous. So I tend to spend more time dawdling, which yes is a word, just kind of thinking about what I'm going to say instead of sitting down, getting grounded, being present enough to not only my thoughts, my experiences, but just kind of what's there for me in the present moment while I'm in the studio. So I sat my ass down. I have a cold. So in an episode about finding my voice and hopefully helping you find yours, I am not in tip-top vocal shape. I hope it's not too annoying. If it is, you can skip this one. But I highly recommend you don't because my relationship with my voice has been one that has been up and down. But when I am with it, when I am present to what it's telling me completely changes the game, completely changes my life and my perspective. And so I've learned to honor my voice. And so in this episode, I'm going to start out by just telling a little bit of my history with my voice and why it's become such an important relationship and important part of me. I also want to talk about why it's an important part of you. Even if you're out there and you're like, I am not a singer. I am not a speaker. I am just me and I don't use my voice that much. Well, I hear you and maybe you're right. Maybe you don't use your voice that much, but you do use your voice. And even if it's just speaking to your best friend or your partner or your boss, I do believe that our voices are a vibration they have resonance. And so it carries and affects the person or thing being that uh, receives it. And so if we can find our voice, if we can notice what our voice is telling us, I do think that it will enhance our life. It will enhance our relationships and we will see more of our dreams come to life. Sounds kind of crazy, but it's true and we'll get there. So overall, I want to talk about alignment as it relates to your physical, mental, relational, spiritual, and emotional alignment and how being out of alignment in all of those areas or even one of those areas can affect your voice and thus affect the way you're able to communicate and thus affect the way people perceive you or even energies take you on. So um, 
It's going to get a little woo-woo at times. It might get a little sciencey at times. And again, information that we share with you here on the podcast is for you to take or leave. You know, we never want to say, this is the truth. This is for everyone. You know, if it resonates with you, take it, try it. If it works, amazing. If it doesn't, okay. You are a completely different human being than me. You were born at a completely different time in space. And so there's no way that everything that works for me can work for you. So I just want to say that on the outset, but okay. I would love to start with just a little background on my story and uh, my relationship with my voice. So since a very young little person, uh, toddler, I was singing and talking to myself and to my imaginary friends and really trying to get attention. I quickly had a few siblings, so I was really trying to stand out, be the ham of them all. And so my voice in particular was a way in which I could connect first with my parents, but then with friends and with teachers. And I remember using different voices when I was little. Um, I gave voices to my imaginary friends. I would have fun creating characters from a very young age, which I still do at the tender age of 32. Not sure if that's okay, but anyway... It's just been something I've always had fun with, and it's always been a form of my own expression. And again, I've always sang, so I would be on the fireplace with mom's wooden spoon, and I'd be just ripping it up, a young Mariah Carey, to be honest, but it's just been a love of mine. I love to find rhythm, my own rhythm using my voice. I I do love to hear my own voice for the most part. And I've always been that way. I used to videotape myself, record myself audio on like a little janky recorder. I'd record songs and harmonies and I've always just had a lot of fun with it. And at, at one point, I guess I was like 13 or 14, I got a vocal coach. And so, you know, my, my parents thought perhaps I had a talent and they put me in vocal lessons and it was at this like, this like choir college. And so my teacher was, um, very serious and, uh, very by the books, very formal. And your girl was not having that whatsoever. Um, I don't, I, I, okay. I like rules. I do respect rules and sometimes I can be like a little goody two shoe, but when it comes to creativity, please move out the way. I need to do my thing. So place me in choir college with my teacher, Patrick, and I am just like blocked. I am immediately not singing like I normally do. I am not getting the range and the fullness in my voice that I'm used to. And I don't know it at the time. I just think I suck. But I think the structure in which they put me in really had a um, adverse effect on the way I could produce sound. And really, I think at the core of it, putting that structure around something that is so like limitless and creative and vibrant and vibrating is out of alignment. 
you know, in general. So if you could relate to that in your life, say you have a talent or a knack for something that's creative, maybe a little bit off the beaten path. And people have tried to tell you, well, you should go to school for that, or you should be trained in this, or you should do it this way. And you should do ABC to get to D and, and maybe it's worked for you, but so often it just kind of knocks us out of alignment because I believe, this is what I believe, like our soul understands and knows the way. And when it comes to singing and creative talents, that feels for me like an expression of my soul. And so when I'm told I have to do it a certain way, my soul's like, okay, cool. What? I've been talking to you the whole time. Like I, we know the way together. Like, don't, what are you doing? Um, but bless my parents for putting me in lessons. I think I learned, learned the technicalities, especially the breathing as it relates to singing and speaking early on. We'll get into that later. But beyond that, my creativity was squashed in that room. And so I found myself on stage, you know, in theater performances and in dance recitals and that felt really good. A little less structure, a little bit more creativity. And I just, I began to um, really step into who I was. Then you meet me at 16, 17. I'm liking boys. Boys are liking me. I'm not really allowed to have a boyfriend, but still. And so I am um, influenced by how boys saw me and heard me. And I remember, I I just remember being around that age and kind of losing, and I think we all kind of do this, so it's not just me. We kind of lose that weird silliness around like 14, 15, 16, 17, because we got to be cool. We have, you know, we have to be cool. I can't wait to tell my kids, you are not going to be cool very sorry, but you are not going to be cool, but we had to be cool or I felt like I had to be cool. And for me, that meant not expressing myself as much. And so much of my expression was speaking, talking, characters, singing. And so I do think the volume of my voice went down. I do think I didn't, you know, I didn't speak as much. I was kind of waiting for a response in order to respond and so again, you know, voice was affected and, and my connection with myself, um, there was, there was distance. And so, you know, alignment again, I'm probably going to say that word 85,000 times in this episode. So please start drinking every time I say alignment. Um, I was out of alignment and listen, this is kind of a part of growing up and the ebbs and flows of being connected to who you really are. And I think we all have to go through it to learn. But damn, I look back and I'm like, oh, girl, like so much heartache because you didn't express yourself and people didn't know you for who you really were. And you were just kind of waiting for people to tell you who you were. So, um, you know, that was kind of a, a layer added to my voice where I didn't allow her to just rip like she normally did. Um, then I'm in high school 
middle school into high school. And I've, I've shared this story in the podcast. So forgive me. I'm going to repeat it a very short version, but for those who don't know the story, I went to an all girls private Catholic school and my parents sent me there because they had an incredible theater program. It was a great school and they really, you know, I expressed to them, I wanted to do more theater. And so this was the right choice. I kind of felt like a prison. You walk in, there's no colors anywhere. Um, it's all like very tan and brick everywhere. And there's a convent on the premises. Nuns are actually so lovely and loving. Um, my teachers were amazing. Uh, and I had an experience in eighth grade going into ninth grade with a bully. And I considered myself like a likable girl, never thought I'd be kind of the one that would be a target of a bully. And I definitely didn't believe it because we started out as quote unquote best friends. And then I started to get, you know, leads in the plays at school. And she, I think she had a hard time with that. And so, you know, I mean, she must've been going through so much pain on her own to be able to inflict pain on other people. And she told everyone in my class, 23 girls, that's it. Class meeting grade, uh, 23 girls not to talk to me. And if they did, she would make their life hell. And to an eighth grader, you believe that and you're terrified. And so you don't do what what the like head honcho girl says, or you do what the head honcho girl says and you don't talk to who she says not to talk to. And that was me. No one talked to me for my entire eighth grade year. Granted, you know, I'd have like people in other grades sometimes talk to me, but in my grade who I was with all the time, no one spoke to me. And so I... I was, besides the time on stage, I was basically mute. And, and besides when I went home, but even when I was home, um, man, oh man, I was so, I was so depressed. I was so low. I was so like, how do I get out of this? And will this ever end? You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it, it was a lot. And so not speaking for that entire year, the only time I would really speak was on stage. And when I was on stage, it was incredible. And I wanted to celebrate it, but I had no one to celebrate it with besides like friends and family outside of school. And um, it was just a very interesting time for my voice. And I remember during this particular uh, run of a show that I was one of the leads in, I completely out of the blue lost my singing voice, lost my voice. And I didn't realize it at the time, but I know now, I know with every part of me that my voice left me because of a few things. I think, I think, you know, it was, I think it was sad for me. <laughs> I honestly think it was sad for me. It was like, I need to rest before I come back. Um, but I had not used it. And I had not used it in a way that would make an impact not only on my life, on other people's lives. And it was just such a lesson in how connected our emotional body is to our physical body and especially to my voice. And I was emotionally distraught almost all the time, very stressed, very anxious. And so um, I think it's centered and, and concentrated in my th throat chakra. If you're spiritual and you understand the chakra system, cool, or just settled around my vocal cords. I didn't realize it at the time again. I wish I did, but 
there was certainly a connection there. And so, yeah, thankfully she went and, and decided to be homeschooled. And, and so I, I lived out the rest of my high school career with the rest of those girls and they, they all apologized and said, we're so sorry. Like we'd love to be your friend and all that stuff. And it was really beautiful. And I, I do feel like during that period, I got my voice back. You know, I, I was, I was silly. It was all girls. So we didn't have boys around to like make me second guess myself, but you know, I, I did feel like I could be myself and I really felt the fullness of my young voice, my, my singing voice then, um, which was really beautiful and kind of propelled me into theater again in college where I, you know, continued to be involved in theater and whatnot. Um, and then I, I involved myself in a a relationship in college that was really incredible. And I thought he was the one and as you do in college, cause you know, and we were so young. And so again, my communication was completely out of alignment. I wasn't telling him how I was feeling. I wasn't telling him um, things that, uh, were kind of off for me and how we could maybe approach it differently. I wasn't telling him when he would make me feel a certain way or anything really. And so it was a really interesting time for my expression, because I feel like I was not only not expressing myself with my voice to share my truth with someone who I really cared about. Um, I was also just at the same time or moving farther and farther away from who I really am. And that just, that, I think that point I believe is like kind of where the, um, the chasm kind of formed is chasm a word. I always do this on the podcast. I'm like, is that a word? I've heard it before. C-H-A-S-M. And and that's where it started where I just like kind of moved away from myself. I was like, nah, like it's okay. You can define yourself by this dude. Like, you know, he's, he's good. He's cool. Like you can just kind of let him take the lead on life. And so as many of you have heard before, so I won't tell the whole story, I was completely out of alignment by staying with him. And my soul was like, oh girl, we're going to fuck this up. So I did. I really fucked it up. I cheated on him. And what's interesting about that period of time was that my communication was all lies. (laughs) So what was coming out of my mouth was not true to him, was um, just lies, manipulation. And so again, moving farther and farther away from who I really am. And, you know, I'm telling you these stories not to talk about myself necessarily, but really to hopefully jog your own memory of times in your life where you have felt far away from who you really are and how that has affected your voice and how you communicate and your messaging, the resonance of your voice and how people perceive and receive that. And so, you know, I, I recommend, and I did this recently where I wrote down those moments in my life that I can remember that really had an impact on my ability to communicate and to be myself. And it wasn't about like shaming those times or feeling bad about them. It was just really about taking a moment and honoring them, you know, for, for better or for worse. It's like, wow, that really, that thing that I laugh about now really had an impact on who I am today. And sure, I'm glad I can laugh about it, but it was also, you know, kind of changed my DNA a little bit. <laughs> 
to, for example, like cheat on my boyfriend and have him leave me, take me back, leave me, you know, these traumatic moments. And it really did have an impact on who I am today and how I navigate. And some of those, some of the ways in which I show up, I I kind of have to undo because of those moments. So it's a lot of reprogramming. As you know, I started therapy um, last year and it was one of the best things I did for myself because I was really able to see those times in my life that I didn't really consider trauma, but were traumatic. And that I was still holding on to those stories and narratives. And I was still protecting myself in ways in which I didn't really need to protect myself any longer. And I was communicating or not communicating in ways that I, that I used to, that really didn't serve me and here and now the Lindsay that you know. And so um, that really opened up my ability to communicate because I started to communicate with me, like between me and me, I was really understanding almost moment to moment why certain things would trigger me. So, um, you know, if any of you out there are feeling like you are out of alignment, are feeling like you're having a hard time communicating your message, who you are, your truth, because you feel like the person who is receiving it doesn't hold space for you, or you just feel unsafe, like you might be criticized or judged. Um, that is a very real fear. And you most likely have that fear for a very good reason. And I'm sure your your brain is trying to protect you. And so um, I highly recommend, you know, whether it's therapy, whether it is, you know, alternate forms of therapy, um, even journaling, you know, stopping in those moments and being able to kind of write out how you're feeling uh, might bring things to, to light. After I left my long-term boyfriend, I was in New York City. Um, I was drinking a ton. I was working in the bars. I was quite literally yelling over people. I was really abusing my voice from all angles. And um, my voice doesn't fuck around when it feels like it's being abused, it'll leave. So I was losing my voice on a regular basis. And when I started teaching Soul Cycle, um, and then, you know, four years or three years into that, we started the podcast. It was it was a lot going on at once. So I just invite you out there to to notice when there are when you are being overly stimulated at one time and how it affects your ability to communicate, to create a resonant sound. Um, I don't know if you've ever say walked into a party and there's a group of people and you walk up to that group of people and say you're norm you are like a social person and you're not too shy and you know you engage in conversation with people on a regular basis but if it's a party where you don't know many people there's you know there's a lot of there's music there's things going on there's conversations being had there are people that you don't know maybe some quote unquote important people and the first time you talk to someone and engage in conversation you're like, in your mind, who is this talking? Whether it doesn't sound like you or the things coming out of your mouth are a little bit all over the place, or maybe it feels super ungrounded. One, it is such a normal feeling. I I, I do that to this day. Sometimes on the podcast, I'll, I'll fail to warm up. I'll fail to ground. I will not take care of my voice that day. 
And I start talking on the podcast and I'm just shocked. I'm like, who are you? Hello. Can you land in the room? Anybody? Um, so this relationship with your voice is so much about presence. It is so much about being in your body. You deserve it. You don't have to be rushing from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. It takes a moment to be present with yourself enough to realize who you are, where you are, and your intention in the moment. And especially when we're communicating with our voice, you know, I think it's so important to be, to be intentional. I would love to skip ahead to where I'm at now because I feel like in the last six months, I've had the most growth as it relates to my voice. And I'm just really excited to share it with you because I think it's relatable on so many levels. And even if you're out there and you're like, hey, I talk, I'm good. My voice is fine. Like, I don't really care. Cool. I... I invite you to maybe sit with the notion that you might not even be in your full pot- potential yet with your voice and that it, that's really exciting and that part of your impact might be rooted in a resonant, grounded, full, soul-connected voice. And I know it sounds crazy and a little woo-woo and maybe it is, but I'm quite literally living it right now and I just can't, I can't help but share. So about, I'd say five months ago, I was connected to my current vocal coach. His name is Nick Cooper. He founded the Vocal Corner Store. It's in Burbank here. Um, in California. And I have to say y'all, you know, the universe is pretty wild. God is amazing. (laughs) Like I was connected to him through a mutual friend who had, you know, worked with him in other capacities and just recommended him because of just who he was as a human being, not necessarily who he has worked with because he's worked with everybody and it's super impressive and incredible but I've also met people in LA who have worked with everybody and they're not super impressive as people. So I was a little skeptical going into it. And so when we went in for our first session, I was brought to life. It was, it's been one of the most special experiences because I have tracked the, the, coming and leaving of my voice throughout the years as it relates to my emotional health, my mental health, my spiritual health, and to have my voice back and and vibrating as it is, especially in my singing voice, I just could not be happier. It's waking up part of me that I think will benefit every other relationship I have, every other venture I have, including the podcast. So he has bestowed some incredible wisdom on me in our lessons. And when when I say a vocal coach and vocal lessons, that is the very least of it. It is so much more than that. Nick is just so faith-filled 
and he truly understands not only the science of your voice, but how it is connected to your experience, your emotional body, your memories. We talk a lot about, you know, my childhood. We talk a lot about those moments when, you know, I didn't feel worthy of X, Y, and Z and why that might be affecting how sound is coming out of me. And I just found it to be so interesting and honestly so emotional. Most of the most of my sessions, there's act, there's usually one cry, you know, a good a good little whimper. And um, after those cries, I am like an open open vessel, and it's and it's really cool. So, you know, as it relates to releasing emotion, if you are someone who maybe doesn't give yourself the opportunity to release emotion, that could be one of your blocks in front of really feeling this resonant voice of yours. So whether it's crying, maybe it's screaming, you know, maybe it is ecstatic dance. It is releasing that which is inside of you that needs to be expelled rather than kept inside, kept in your body, kept in your heart and your mind. And I just, I just feel and know and truly believe that it is so important to do that on a regular basis, daily, weekly, whatever works for you but it affects everything. Um, but in our sessions, we do our usual warmups. We, we laugh a lot, but my common theme in these lessons and actually in my life, and it's been such a beautiful, beautiful thing. And I'm going to do a solo episode on it, um, coming up, but is pushing, pushing too hard. Doesn't mean wanting it too much. It's just pushing too hard. And for me, pushing too hard means that I don't have it yet. Pushing too hard means that I have to earn it in order to receive it. And Nick has been so integral in my understanding of allowing rather than pushing will place you there already. So if I am trying to hit a note out the gate, it is the allowing that will land me there rather than pushing to the note. And we can relate this to anything in our lives, y'all. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I've I've started like a push too hard journal <laughs> because I'm like, where else in my life am I pushing too hard? He said to me, never push to be on the path of perfection when you can walk on the path of change. And we can talk about this on an individual level between you and you or on a global level or whatever impact you are trying to make maybe within your community, but never push to be on the path of perfection when you can walk on the path of change. And to me, that says giving myself more grace to me, that says that I'm already there, that I already am it, that I already have it. And really it is just the allowing of it for the breath and the sound to expand into what already is. Does that make sense? (laughs) I hope this is landing. Um, If not, fast forward. Um, But I just found that to be so profound. I mean, how many relationships, how many guys have I tried so hard to convince them to like me? 
oh, sweet girl, like so hard. And now I'm in a relationship. I'm not going to cry. And now, now I'm in a relationship where we are truly, we are truly equals. And I have not crying. I'm in a studio alone where we are truly, truly equals. He not only sees me and hears me, but there is a respect and honoring of one another as we embody who we truly are. And that includes my voice. Never for one moment with him have I held back on saying what is true to me, how I feel, whether it's hard to talk about or not. And I know we're going to have some hard conversations in our life. And the fact that I feel like there is just an open channel and allowing for that, oh my gosh, it's like the biggest relief of my life thus far. It's just so beautiful. And when I sing, you know, I can really sing for him and he receives it. Like there's just this multidimensional allowing of both of our voices. He has such a beautiful speaking voice. He is so articulate and poetic. And I just love learning from his voice. There is a cadence, there is a groundedness, there is there are pauses and breath that I just am taking in because I can be so present and grounded in my own. So I just wish that for all of you, whether it's a romantic relationship, friendships, where you don't feel like you need to change your voice, change your message, change your truth when you're with other people, that you can really stand firm, almost like a fucking oak tree and your roots are so deep and you can just allow the sound to resonate through your branches, up out the top, you know, through the leaves and down your legs, all the things and just feel like you all the time. Nick also said to me one time, he's like, singing is not difficult. We make things difficult. (laughs) I was like, oh crap. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You're right. And it wasn't about singing. I was like, oh my God, how many things am I making so difficult? How many things am I making so difficult and throwing myself out of alignment? Because honestly, I believe there should be like 90% ease throughout the day. Yes, there are going to be difficult things and things that might go not go as planned, but damn, like how many things am I making difficult that are not difficult? And I honestly, if I'm being honest with almost 30 nation here, it's a lot. It is it is a lot. And I catch myself quite often doing that. And the fact that I'm still catching myself means that I really haven't learned. (laughs) But I think the awareness is half the battle. So I'm going to applaud myself for that. But singing is not difficult. We make things difficult. So I invite you to ask yourself, what am I making difficult that is not difficult? What am I making difficult that is not difficult? So I'm hoping by now about 30 minutes into this episode that 
you are realizing or maybe remembering because I think we always know you are remembering that your voice is connected to a much deeper part of you. It's not just maybe the sound that comes out of you. It is connected to a much, much deeper part of you that was many, many lifetimes. uh, That was when you were 14. That was yesterday. That was uh, a month ago when you might've been a completely different person. So realizing the connection, honoring the connection and continuing to foster the connection because, you know, in my experience, the lack of connection to my voice, to myself is related to that forcing. So if I've ever forced a message to come out, a conversation, uh, a song to come out of me, it is a direct result of being disconnected, disconnected from myself, my intention. So it's just a really good check-in for ourselves. Like, where am I feeling like I'm forcing? And then going deeper and asking, okay, so where is that lack of connection and why? Where am I forcing? Where is that lack of connection then? And why? All right. So for the last part of this conversation, I get, I want to get a little bit more tactical and physical as it relates to your voice, whether you are speaking on a regular basis in a public setting or you are singing, or you're simply wanting to communicate more clearly with anyone, really anyone important to you, um, communicate a message that is important to you. It's really important that we understand our physical body, its needs, um, when it feels out of alignment. So Krista talks about this a lot. So I'd love to bring in um, her reminders of, you know, checking in. Have you had enough water today? Have you had enough sleep the night before? Did you eat today? What did you eat? Did you have healthy, nourishing foods? Um, These foods, this water, it is, it is, nourishing the cells in your body, the cells that make up those parts of your body that create the sound. So your vocal cords, the mucus, the this, the that. Um, It's really important that we are in a 360 degree way nourishing our bodies. For me, I know that if I've gotten enough sleep, my voice is going to be set up for success. So you know, knowing how much that is for you. Some people it's six, some people it's five, some people it's nine. So know how much sleep feels really good to you so that you can wake up the next day feeling rested, able to recharge completely, heal completely, and just start the day feeling um, in alignment physically. It's really, really important. And now I'm going to speak to ladies in particular, but hey, I feel like guys do this at the gym too. But anyway... Whoever this speaks to, um, sucking in your stomach. Does anyone like suck in their stomachs and hold it really, really tight? Lots of tension in the abdominal area. Okay, well, this is not allowing you to take a deep belly breath and thus not allowing you to have a really rooted sound and rooted breath so that you're not pushing and forcing. So again, that breath is super important. You can practice by placing your hand on your lower belly. And as you breathe in, 
you feel your belly expand, kind of like a Buddha belly. And then when you exhale, ha, it contracts. So your belly button pulls towards your spine and nothing is forced. Everything is super, super easy. Again, this should not be hard. We just make it hard sometimes. And your voice, just like your body needs a warm up. So whether you are having an important conversation or you're speaking professionally or have to run a meeting or are singing, performing, whatever you do out there in the world, um, you have to warm up and that could look different for everyone. Um, you know, warmups could be very typical vocal warmups of mommy made me mash my M&Ms and really warming up the muscles in your face and in your lips and warming up your tongue. Um, I'm over enunciating and you can kind of feel it in your face when you over enunciate that it's stretching the muscles. It kind of feels good. So try it, try it, see how it feels. And it just brings fresh blood flow to those parts of your face that you're going to be using. And so you don't get tripped up on your tongue. I literally get tripped up on my tongue all the time when I haven't warmed up and it's so frustrating. Um, so make sure you do that. You can do that in the car. You can do that in the shower. And it's kind of fun. It's like kind of kid-like, which, you know, brings me to another point about your voice is that, you know, remember yourself as a kid, y'all. Remember yourself as a child who didn't know how to control the volume of their voice, who said the wackiest things, who said questions out loud without worrying who was around, who was talking to their imaginary friends, who was making silly sounds and faces like revisiting that little you at least during the warmups is going to be so much fun and bring a touch of joy to your day and even if you're having that serious conversation or meeting or what have you using your warmed up voice i don't know there's a part of me that would think back to i don't know 20 minutes prior that i was warming up and being like <laughs> as that little lindsay and just find joy in it and happiness. You feel me out there? Um, And as you are scanning your body, which I recommend doing, uh, whether you're in the shower, in your bed, in your car, not driving, uh, but scanning your body and noticing any areas of, of your body that are holding tension. So holding tension, clenching, um, you know, just kind of tight and, uh, that feeling of like, oh, can I just unravel that? Just scanning your body and noticing where that lives. And for me, um, it's really interesting to go deeper when I find that place. So where am I clenching? Do I have needs and fears there that are manifesting in my body? Do I have needs and fears that are manifesting in my body? And those needs and fears are acting as blocks in my physical body and in my emotional body. So what can I do to temporarily release them or go deeper and try to really untangle them? And something that has really helped to liberate my voice is breath work. Um, My friend Brie Melanson is just an incredible breathwork facilitator. She's also an intuitive and I just trust her with my whole heart and have had just the most profound experiences in her breathwork sessions, both in person and online. She does a breathwork session, a digital breathwork session online every month. And I was kind of skeptical about 
the effectiveness of that online. And I have to tell you, y'all, you're in the comfort of your own home. You're on video so she can see you and coach you through. And otherwise, like you're in your own little world and it is so beautiful and has opened up so much in my physical body and in my emotional body and has really helped me too to surrender and find ease, really giving the brain a new job. Because with breath work, you really have to focus on your breath. And I notice how active my brain is, how much it wants to control everything, how much it wants to wander off and focus and worry about all these things. And so when I'm giving it a new job to focus on my breath, focus on surrendering and being here, oh my God, it is so powerful. And I do think when we are connected with our voice, something like that is happening. Something like that is happening where we are surrendering to the moment, we are following our breath, and we are just allowing and allowing with ease. So I want to close by just reiterating that this is a relationship with your voice. And I will tell you from my experience, it's been one of the most profound and impactful relationships that I've sat with because I've endured a lot of pain and um, abandonment with this particular thing. It's left me many times. It has failed me many times in my eyes. And um, the fact that I've actually had to be with it, I've had to nurture it. I've had to dig in where it just didn't make sense. I had to dig in where I feared I had to dig in where I was so attached to my needs around sounding a certain way, communicating in a certain way, just judging myself like all over, just judging, judging, judging. I really had to dig in there and ask myself why and where did this come from? And with a really like compassionate heart, do that work. But it's been so, so worth it. And I just use my voice as as really a tell-all. I, I use my voice as a a thermometer of sorts to tell me like, huh, all right, it's sounding a little bit different today. Did I get enough water, sleep? Did I get enough nourishment in general? Yes, I did. Okay. So what was it about that? That was kind of off, out of alignment. Ah, you know what? Last night I didn't say what I really wanted to say when I was talking to X, right? You know, it's it's just going deeper. It's an invitation. Your voice is a total invitation to go deeper. And this is not about it sounding quote unquote good. It is not about it sounding beautiful and melodic. It's not about that. It's about it sounding like you and knowing that your unique tone, your unique vibration resonance is going to attract the people the opportunities and the other vibrations and frequencies that are meant to be around you and on that same note if you're out of alignment you might attract things that are not in alignment with you and you might get confused like why is this happening check in check in with your voice check in with your body check in with your spirit check in with your emotions and with a really loving heart just start to come through you know um Damn, y'all. How did I do an entire episode on my voice? I think we went all over the place. Uh, I will leave just saying, have fun. Get to know your voice by using it more. 
get to know your voice by using it more. Whether it's, I talk to myself all the time, all the time. And it's just kind of cool to hear yourself. I don't know how often you really truly hear yourself, but do it. Do it. And if you need to not have anyone around, do that. But hear your own voice. It's so beautiful. The world needs it. Your partners need it. Your friends need it. Your family needs it. Uh, Don't take it for granted. And if you were truly willing to embody this, really embody this fullness that you would like to express in your voice, how would it shift all areas of your life? If you chose to embody this, really truly embody this idea that your voice could have such a full and magnetic vibration, how would it shift areas of your life? All right, my friends, I love you so much. (laughs) I truly, truly love you. Thank you for listening. As always, I am here to support you. So excited that the new podcast program has a specific section dedicated to your voice. It's so important. So if you are a future podcaster, a current podcaster, we have resources for you to continue to fine tune your unique instrument because, hey, that's what we're hearing on this new audio uh, medium. And we're so excited to help you do that. But thank you so much for connecting with us at Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Lindsay Simsick, S-I-M-C-I-K. I'm on there. Um, quite a bit, just being freaking silly and, you know, whatever, singing sometimes, but I'd love to hear from you. I would love, love, love to hear from you. And I hope you have a great day. We are always here for you. Until next time, my loves. See you later. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that one. Again, if you have any questions, join the secret Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram at almost30podcast. I'm at Lindsay Simsick, S-I-M-C-I-K. And Krista is at It's Krista. And you can go to your podcast pro, that's Y-O-U-R, podcastpro.com and check out information about our free live training that we have on January 19th. It's for anyone that's interested in podcasting. If you have a podcast, if you don't, It will still apply to you. The topic is five ways to get to your first thousand listeners and how to turn it into a million. So it's all about the beginning stages of podcasting, that growth. We'll even answer questions on monetization if you have them. But that free live training is going to be all for you, all if you want information about your podcast pro. And then after that, we are going to be launching for two weeks the course at a available price of $12.97. And that is going to include access to our community of other podcasters to support you along your journey and then access to calls with Lindsay and I. And that is going to be just so that we can hold your hand. We can help you along the way. We are as invested in your success as you are, maybe a little more. And we are so excited about launching this in January. So the 19th is the free live training. And then after that, we will be opening up availability and enrollment for the course. Thank you all. We love you and we cannot wait to see you shine out there. Always here for you, no matter where you are, what you're going through. Um, Rate and review on iTunes. It means the world to us and we love to read them all. So it would mean the world, but we will see you next week. We're going to be reviewing our holiday break. So, you know, it'll be a silly goose time. I know. (laughs) Can't wait. Love you. Bye. Bye.